Uh, one of the things I like about that song is it, it's got some clear movement to it, uh, in, sort of an interesting process of thinking. You know, most of the first is sort of like, I don't know. I, you know, I've been trying. I've been told I'm supposed to be unique. I'm told I'm supposed to be like this. Don't see a whole lot going on. I'll get back to you later on it, but I don't really see a whole lot going on. Now, music changes. Give me a definable task. Apples. I can do that. I can grow that. I can work that. I'd work hard. I'd work hard if I know what I'm about. And then in the end, it comes down to wishful thinking. Someday I'll be like the man on the screen. You wait. I'll change. I have no idea how. I have no idea what the process is. I have no idea even what hard work looks like to see my life change. But someday, I'll be different. That may sound familiar. Someday, it'll be different. Don't know how. Don't have a clue. Today we talk about character. We're in a series called Expiration Date, Matters of Urgency. And quite honestly, when we talk about character and character development, really, isn't this one of those things that almost by definition isn't urgent? I mean, do you really have to change your character like by 6 o'clock? It, it's, it's one of those things that's not urgent, right? I mean, it's, it's a long process and, you know, we got we to gotta work it through and that's not a pressing issue. I mean, pressing issues are the obvious things like, you know... I got stuff to do today. I got, I got bills to pay. I got a deadline on my job. I got things with my kids and with my girlfriend and with my dog. I mean, I've got stuff to do. This stuff's urgent. This stuff is pressing. This stuff has to be done. Character, I can get to that later. Seriously. It seems almost by definition you don't have to get to it. And yet, here I am talking about it. So one would assume I'm going to say something different than you can wait. And that would be true. Otherwise, it would be a silly moment right here in the, the talk. Yes, I'm going to say it's exactly the opposite. In fact, I'm going to say that your character, which I'm not going to define character. I mean, you know what I mean. Character is, is that, it's that core of you. It's you and your whole. It's you without the flaws that plague you. It's you when you hit that moment of purity, where you know you're living well and living right. Character. We know it when we see it, and we know it when we don't. It is perhaps the most pressing thing in your life. It's perhaps the area of greatest urgency. Right now, if you were to drop everything else and to work in your character, it would probably be the best move that you could make. It's the most urgent thing in your life right now. Uh, why would I say that? Well, because for two reasons we don't move into it, and one is that um, we find all sorts of other reasons to believe other things are more important. And so character development tends to be put in the back burner. And also, by the way, if you've ever worked on your character, it's hard. You know, and, I mean, when Christie said, you, you know, we don't, maybe it's that we don't really like pain and hardship. Well, yeah, there's not really a maybe there, is there? I mean, seriously, I don't like pain. I don't like hardship. I'd like somebody to create the word, word soft ship. That just sounds more pleasant to me. Hardship doesn't sound any fun at all. And so character development is hard. So right up front, you don't, I'm going to say this. You don't want to work on it. You want to put it off because it doesn't seem important and it's hard. It's the single most determinative factor about how your life will go today and tomorrow. Your character affects everything. The proverbial trail of bodies behind you, the ongoing patterns of dysfunction, it's character. 
And so today, here's my goal. You know, I've said this before. I don't like hidden agendas. I like actual agendas. I'm giving you my agenda. My agenda for you and I today is that we walk out of here and go, I got a character issue. I'm just, we're just going to limit this to one right now, okay? I have a character flaw, and it's a matter of pressing urgency, and today I'm going to get about it. Today. Maybe even during the second set of music. Today. I'm going to get about it. It's the most pressing matter in your life. So that's where we're going to get there. We're going to first look at a passage in the uh, Old Testament wisdom literature. There's a series of books in the Old Testament that are referred to as wisdom literature, and one of them is the book of Proverbs. Now, the book of Proverbs is a collection really in two parts. There's one large section toward the front, which is written uh, as if a, son, uh, a father is writing to their son. And so it's written basically on advice being given to his son. And then the, the remainder of the book is proverbial sayings in the classic sense. You know, basically, one, they're really two-liners. They're not one-liners. Two-liners. If you do this, it'll do that, you know? If you're stingy, it'll rebound on you. You know, stuff like that. Proverbial sayings. Okay, this section we're going to look at, or this verse we're going to look at, is um, in the early part of the book of Proverbs, father to son. And it's in chapter 4, verse 23. And it says this, above all else, guard your heart, for it is the wellspring of life. Above all else, guard your heart, for it is the wellspring of life. Now, the Bible doesn't often, the Bible's a big book, and it's mostly about important matters. I mean, it's ne- almost never about, you know, like cooking tips and stuff, which is fine. I like the Food Network, but it's another issue. Really, just let's move that off. That is the tangent. Kick it back there. The Bible is about important matters, but very rarely does it say this right here is incredibly important. Just a, a handful of times, really. This is one of them. Above all else. More important than anything else. It's as if a father is pleading with his son or daughter and saying, look, if you forget everything else I told you. I mean, have you ever said that to one of your kids or your parent? Okay, if you forget anything, I've said that to y'all. If you forget anything else I've told you, above all else, remember this. Above all else, a first priority, a matter of pressing urgency, guard your heart. Heart in the Bible is the word that's used to get at character. It is that, that it's talking about that core you. And in the Bible random fact that you can now impress your friends with. In the Bible, the word heart is, in most English trans, translations, used about seven, is used 719 times. Virtually in every occasion, it refers to a passage like this, that the heart is that core you, your character, your soul, the one that's from whom everything you do arises. And in this passage, the clarity is just so strong. Above all else, guard your heart for it's the wellspring of life. In other words, if you look at the pattern of your life, trace it back. It goes back to your heart. It goes back to your character. The actions of your life are not incidental. They are not accidental. They are not circumstantial. They are a function of who you are at core. This is a concept we would like to deflect. There are other reasons why I act the way I do. There are other factors. There are exigencies beyond my control. It's fine. 
The Bible teaches over and over again that our actions come from a source. It's sort of like a river. The water, didn't, the water doesn't like jump there unexpectedly like, whoa, look at that, there's water there. It comes from a source. It's there because of where it came from. Your actions today, the patterns that you currently exist in, are there because it comes from a source. That source is your character, your heart. From your heart flow the issues of life. There is this passage in the New Testament. It's in the book of Romans. Romans is a letter written by a guy named Paul who wrote a lot of letters after he started churches. He, he wrote letters back to them, and this one is to the church in Rome. And, and in, there's one, there's one chapter where really, this is a loose paraphrase, but it isn't actually all that loose. He says, seriously, the things I want to do, I don't do them. The things I don't want to do, I keep doing them. And really, the whole, the whole chapter is sort of like, you can see him going like, like, I don't get some of my actions. I don't get why I act contrary to my wishes. I don't get why I do things I don't really want to do, and I don't do things I do want to do. I don't really get that. I don't know if you've experienced that. I, I, I experienced that process in my life of actions going like, where did that come from? What? The heart. See, the Bible teaches these aren't random actions. My actions come out of my heart. Now, the Bible says, first priority, guard your heart. Protect it. The core of Christianity, Christianity is very simple. Here, I'm going to give you like in 30 seconds, this is Christianity. So write this down, kidding. Core of Christianity is, is this. You were made in the image of God. He loves you desperately. You have wandered away. He sent his son Jesus to die for you and to forgive you. You were made to have a relationship with him, and all that Jesus did is intended to give you a relationship with him if you'll believe that. That's the point of Christianity, to connect you with God. And then what Jesus says in one of these other passages where it's like, it's like, above, it's like above all else, it's one of those, okay, this is really important. He's asked to summarize, so how are we supposed to act? Okay, you come into relationship with God, and Jesus says, okay, two things. Love God, love others. That's it. Go in peace. That's it. It's simple. That's all you got to do. All you have to do. Jesus offers you forgiveness and a relationship with God that you cannot lose, and now the only thing he wants you to do, the only thing is love God and love others. <sighs> okay, you probably know this already. Simple and easy are not the same thing. That's very simple. Is the hardest thing we will ever learn to do is to love God and love others because our character gets in the way of us loving God and loving others. Now, I see, I, I know not that many things, but I know this. You... And at times it's going to sound like, like I'm, I'm pounding you. I'm sorry. Really, you could, most of this message is about me. It's just thinly veiled. It's got a loose transparency like saran wrap over it. It's really about me. But at times it's going to feel like I'm like, mm, we're in this together. We, I, this is all true of us. But you have a character flaw. You do. I'm absolutely positive of that. You have a character flaw. And we're just going to stick with A for the moment, Okay you got multiple character flaws. Because 
What the core of Christianity is, it's a reclamation process. You get forgiven, you get a relationship with God, and he's reclaiming who we are, stripping off the stuff that's not supposed to be you and allowing to emerge the true you made for holiness and righteousness and godliness and truth. And so character development is the process of ripping that stuff off and the true image of God emerging. But right now, that is covered under flaws, character flaws. And you're at one or two places with that. You know that. You know you have character flaws. And you see them. You see them plaguing your life. You know you have character flaws. And with that, you're in a couple of different places that you could be like, well, you know, I know I got character flaws, but what am I going to do? It's just who I am. Or you're like, yeah, I got character flaws, but, you know, Jesus forgives me. And so we're all good, right? Jesus forgives me. You should forgive me. Let's move on. Now, if you believe in Jesus, he does forgive you. That's awesome. I mean, I'm really... It's a, it's a great thing. However, that has nothing to do with whether or not you were loving God and loving others. It has to do with him loving you. Or you look at your character. I got character flaws, but I am sick of working on them. I'm not getting any better. So off we go. Or you got character flaws and you're pressing in. You know it, you're working on them. So you know it. That's one side. The other side is, you don't know it. Okay, let me just, I'm going to put this as kindly as I can. If you're in this place that you don't know you have character flaws, that's a character flaw. So I, I can help you. I can help you right now, just off the start. If you think you have no character flaws, that's a character flaw. If you, <laughs> if you think you have no character flaws, this is what I'm going to ask you to do. Go talk to your friends. Seriously, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be... Not, go, talk to the people who like you. Don't talk to the people who don't like you. Who knows what they're going to say. Talk to the people who like you. If you're married, talk to your spouse. Talk to the people who like you and ask them what your character flaws are and then say, and please be honest, because they might not tell you at first unless they... Do you really want to know? <laughs> when you hear the phrase, do you really want to know... That's when you know you're on the cusp of getting the honest truth about your character. Now, I read, I read a book uh, a few years back, and it's the best book I've personally read on character development. And, and just so you know, I mean, I, the last thing it says is, you know, I was worried about my character. I picked a book and started reading it. I was forced into it. And how it happened was I was invited to this thing where it was like 12 of us were gathered with some three, three leaders, and one of them was a guy named Henry Cloud. Henry Cloud is a psychologist, and, and he wrote a book called Integrity. Phenomenal book. Anyway, one of our assignments before we went to this gathering of 12 of us meeting with these people for 24 hours was to read this book. And so on the plane there, I read the book. See, that's another character flaw I have is procrastination. On the plane there, I read the book. And what Henry Cloud says is that integrity or, or character is having an integrated or whole life that allows you to meet the demands of reality. And he goes through sort of like, he says, it's not six things, but here are six things, six character areas. And so I went, okay, I'll read this. And then when I talk to Henry Cloud, I'll say, hey, you know, you really pegged me on this one. And so I read the first one. I went, okay, that's me. Good. All right. I got this. This is going to be simpler than I thought. I already know the issue I got. Then I read the second one. I went, okay, that's eerie. That's me too. And then the third one, I was like, I'm developing a pattern here. 
And then I got through all six, and I was like, all six? Seriously? <laughs> so <laughs> I got off the plane, and I got introduced to Henry Cloud, and I said, just finished your book? He said, oh, great. I said, I don't know whether to kiss you or to hit you. <laughs> I don't think he was prepared for that, honestly. So anyway, because part of me was like, okay, this is really helpful because it's exposing things. The other part is I really don't want to find out that I have six character flaws, and you said you only listed six. However, it's a phenomenal book. Seriously. It, it, uh, I don't often just recommend it, but re- I recommend it. Read it. Integrity by Henry Cloud. Phenomenal book. I'm reading it again because someone has asked me to do it again. Again, I'm, not, I'm, I'm just going to be real honest with you. It's not like I'm this, oh, you know, I'm working on my character. I am, but I'm working on my character because people are pressing in who love me. And so I'm reading Integrity again. Now, you have character flaws. And you have a tendency not to work on them because you don't think it's urgent and it's hard. But that is what the process of transformation is. The process from going to where you are now to where you want to be is the process of seeing your heart change. And the question I would ask you is, how tired are you of the patterns of your life? If you're not tired of them yet, you're probably not going to work on this. Seriously, you're going to walk out and you're going, oh, that's interesting. If you're not tired of the patterns of your life, you're probably not looking hard enough. But you're, you're likely not going to work on this. I can honestly say, look, I, you know, one of the things Henry Cloud says is you've got to accept your flawed, not wig out over it. I mean, the magic, the power of Christianity is to be really loved and accepted by God. And so I don't have to be, I don't have to trash myself. I can go, all right, I got flaws. He goes, okay, accept who you are, but desire change. I, you know, I'm tired of certain things in my life. I'm going to tell you one of my, I'm only going to tell you one. That's it. I'm telling you one of my issues. Now, here, in just a moment, I'm going to talk to you about two issues. I think this is important. This could be a very theoretical thing. Talk and just like give you practical character issues. So I'm going to give you two. One of them is not me. I don't think. Correct me later if I'm wrong, but I don't think it's me and one of them is. Now, it would be tempting for this message to be all about me, but I don't want to because, see, it's really not about me. It's about us. And I use both of these in an exemplary way for us to stop and go, okay, what does character flaw look like? Because if I don't guard my heart, the issues of my life will flow out in ways that will be relatively ugly. So, here's one character flaw. Control. I'm not a control freak. I don't think. I'm not that interested in control. I don't, I don't micromanage people. Uh, I don't need, th- need things to be perfect. But some of you do. Some of you have control issues. Control is your dominant character flaw. And in your head, you have a perfect world. You have an idea of what the world ought to be like, and you are driven to do that. And you are driven to do that in such a way that you will control events and people to make your world happen. And so that shows up in your parenting, where you're not going to just be a decent parent. You're going to have the perfect parenting method. 
And that perfect parenting method, your kids are going to fit into that perfect parenting method because the Lord, if they get outside of it, it's not going to go well. And then you will also be a zealot for telling everybody else about your perfect parenting method. And while you're at it, you will have the perfect marriage, not a good one, the perfect one. And your husband or wife does not appear to be getting online with that, so you've got to work on them to make sure that they're doing the right thing. Because if you don't control it, life goes chaotic. You plan a vacation. Your vacation will be perfect. All the details will work. And if they don't, you will be angry because that detail should have happened. And your parties will be flawless. And God forbid somebody gets in the way of that because they will be run over as you seek, as you tell yourself. You seek. You're not, it's not about you. You see, you know that God loves excellence. And so that's what you're doing. Okay, that is just, just I'm sorry, that's a bunch of crap. That's not true. We tell ourselves more nonsense about our character than about anything else. I just, you know, it's not about control. I just, you know, God loves excellence and, and I want the best for you. And so just do exactly what I say. And, and, and if I could be blunt, control is not quirky and it's not cute. Ask your honest friends. It's not quirky. It's not cute. It leaves a stream of bodies behind you who get run over in your, your quest to control them and the world around you. And why do you do that? Because something in your life is out of your control and it really bothers you and you can't deal with that. Something in your life, something in your heart is broken and you can't deal with that and so you control everything else. That, my friends, is a character flaw. And that's a character flaw from which the issues of your life will flow. It will show up everywhere. See, that's the thing about character flaws. This is when you know you have one. It shows up everywhere. Well, unless you tell me otherwise, that's not my issue. I'm going to tell you one of my issues. When Henry Cloud goes through the six uh, character areas, one of them, he, he says, is uh, the ability to maintain relationships and build trust. That's me. Not, not doing that, the not thereof. And those of you who don't know me well go, no, 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 you're very personable. And you're very, you're very nice. Okay, it, not, one, no, 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 that's not really true. I mean, if you know, I'm nice. But nice and maintaining relationships and building trust and connecting deeply with other people are not the same things. Here is the trail behind me of my grade school, high school, college, any of the graduate schools I've gone to, any of the seven states I've lived in. Do you know how many people in all of that that I keep in touch with? Zero. Nobody. Oh, but you know, that's just because I'm busy and they're busy and we'll get to each other later and they understand because that's just who I am. Zero. I seem to lack follow-through with people. But I, I meant to. I wanted to. I seem to lack follow-through with people over and over again. But that's just me, right? I'm ADHD. It's a, it's a chemical thing. Once I take my pills, I'll be fine. 
and I'm just forgetful. Yeah, maybe I forgot that somebody in my life was important to me. Maybe I forgot they were in pain. But that's just me. That's not a flaw. You know, it's not character flaw. It's just, I'm just forgetful. Yeah, I can remember Heidegger's philosophy of the self, but I can't seem to remember your child's name. You see, I could take any one of those and go, oh, you know, it's just a, it's just a, just a little circumstantial thing. Mm-mm. Just line it all up and you realize that I have difficulty maintaining relationships and building trust. People cut me slack all the time. God cuts me slack. Cuts you slack too, by the way. But getting grace and dealing with your issues are two very different things. You see, I don't like the fact that when I look around me, I have to apologize, make amends for, I have to get grace from other people. I know that's true for all of us, but there's something wrong. There's actually something wrong with my heart because the heart is the wellspring of life. And I look at the issues in my life and I line them up and they go back to a source. The source is my heart. It's my character. It's true of you, too. You look at the patterns of your life. They're not incidental. They are not circumstantial. They are not accidental. They're a result of the flaws in your heart. So what are you going to do about that? Well, a couple things. First of all, don't do this without Jesus. Seriously like the, you know, don't leave home without it. Mm-mm. Don't develop character flaws <laughs> without Jesus. Why? Because, see, the gospel doesn't, I am so grateful that this is not Christianity, okay? In case, in case somebody comes in at the podcast the wrong place, this is not Christianity, what I'm about to say. That what God wants you to do, he looks at you and says, you are flawed. Now, our process is for you to start to get better, we're going to work on your character flaws and we're going to evaluate you along the way and see how you're doing. That is not Christianity. Christianity is, it begins and is covered with grace. Christianity is God loves you, accepts you, embraces you when you simply put your faith in Jesus and ask for that forgiveness. He accepts you and he embraces you. And now from a position of grace, not a position of performance, not a position of judgment or condemnation. From a position of grace, God says, I have rescued you, I have redeemed you, I have reconnected you with me. Now, let's restore your heart. Let's reclaim what has been lost. Let's make you whole and integrated again so that you can love me and love others out of your heart. Let's begin that process. Begin your first step. If above all else, guard your heart, you have to guard your heart first by connecting your life with God because he made you for himself. And apart from that, you're just sort of winging it on your own. Once you do that, once you make sure that you have a relationship with God and you're connected with him through grace, and if you really don't know what that looks like or what that means, please talk to me afterwards or write it on a card and drop it in the yellow boxes and 
But once you do that, then the question is this. Will you now press in on that character flaw that dominates? See, if you're over here, I don't know if I got any character flaws. They do. He does. (laughs) Let's get over here. Step one, define reality. It's actually one of the character issues. Define reality. Reality is you have a character flaw. Find the one that leaves the biggest trail of bodies and start there. If you don't know what it is, ask your friends, ask your husband, ask your wife, ask your kids, ask your mother, ask your father, ask somebody. If you don't know what your character issues are, ask somebody. If they know you and like you, they will tell you. And then make that a matter of pressing urgency. See, it all comes back full circle. It's easy, really, it's so easy to hear a message like this and go, boy, that's so true, and I should get to that. You know when you need to get to that issue? Today. You know why? Because it'll affect your behavior today. I'm not saying you're going to get all better today. I'm saying your character influences what happens today more than any other thing that comes out of your life. And so if you wait till tomorrow, you will spend one more day with your character affecting your life in negative ways. And so today is the day to start. Today is the day to go before God and say, God, let me, first of all, let me get this straight, right? You love me and you offer me grace and you forgive me and you want me to be whole. Okay, we're good, right? Now, would you weigh in my life by the power of your spirit and lead me on the painful but important and life-giving path of seeing my heart reclaimed. Press in. Find a friend. Make it a focus for your prayer life. Read things in the Bible that talk specifically about that because the Bible was written for your sake and my sake. Talk it about in your small group, if you can. Meet with a counselor. Do what you need to do. Why? Character is a matter of pressing urgency. Because God says, above all else, guard your heart, for from it throw the issues of life. Let's pray. Lord, we need grace that covers our life, and we are thankful that in Jesus we have that. We do not want to squander that grace. We don't want to live in such a way that that then sees no transformation. Our best self wonders at the course of some parts of our life that continue to plague us and hurt others, and we want to be someone who loves you and loves others out of a true place in our heart. Move in our lives today. Give us the courage to move forward. Show us the hope and the beauty in that, for it is very real. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.